hello. Um, before we start the show, uh, we, we we actually had the show recorded, ready to go, um, and uh, then we woke up. Uh, sadly, I think it was um, Thursday morning. Was it Friday morning? Uh, no, it was yes. It was yesterday it was, morning. Saturday it was morning. Yesterday, so Saturday. Goodness, so very fresh. Uh, woke up Saturday morning to the sad news uh, that Chadwick Boseman, um, famed for being uh, King T'Challa himself in, uh, in in Black Panther, uh, sadly passed away. Um, now this is. It came to me as a bit of a shock. I think it came to you as a bit of a shock as well, didn't it? Alex? Yeah, it did. I saw it pretty much as soon as I woke up in the morning, which uh-huh. is not not the nicest thing to wake up to it's extremely sad news mm. so uh we just wanted to, to i guess record a little thing at the start to recognize and acknowledge the fact that this uh amazing actor that's um brought so much happiness and joy to so many people over the years um sadly has has lost his fight to cancer um an interesting quote i picked up bozeman said last year that the film that changed his uh, that changed his life black panther also changed what it meant to be young gifted and black and i think i think just on that point i can't emphasize enough how important black panther was for so many for so many reasons and chadwick boseman was one of the was one of the key ingredients for that uh for that incredible film yes i think um, that that will be a fact that hits a lot of people Mm, uh, mm. much much harder that they did relate to him in that movie in that way and i do mm. kind of think that that the 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 movement and what he represented as a result of that movie we won't ever get to see the progression of that you yeah. know you think of the the roles he might have gone on to play mm, mm. as, well, and, as and a result of yeah uh, Black Panther fame. He was definitely on the up, and yeah, he's definitely been snuffed out way too soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all I can say is Wakanda forever and rest in peace. Yep, here, here. And welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How is it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of a knackered puffin. A knackered puffin. Just out of puff. He's done. He's out of puff. He's finished. <laughs> he needs to fly home to that rock and just, you know, just sit down. So what, is his, he just, is he just an inn? Flippers up. No, he's 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 been out all day. Uh, he's he's tried to catch some fish. He's got a couple. Yeah. He's taken it home, and the, you know, I mean, he gets home, 
She's been out. She's been working. He's a you know he's a sort of stay at home dad. She's been working. He gets in. Nada. She's at that one year. Do you know what I mean? Just beacon yeah. off. Beacon off. The yeah. Kids are kids are running around. One of them's painted the walls. He, you know he just he just wants a bit. He just wants a little bit of shush. Just a bit. Of, just five minutes of Jeff time. That's what he yeah. wants. Just to sit up, stick his flippers up. Just take a deep breath, you know, a couple of memes, he's done. Yeah, I bet, I bet he's got good internet, though. Oh, hang on. We touched a nerve here. Looks like you've walked into this one. What's wrong, what's wrong with... So, so yeah, the, I mean, uh, Jeff the Puff, he's got some quality internet on this rock. And he's yeah. at a rock at sea. And you're in central London. Yeah, and, I, and my internet is on the fritz. Oh, is really? basically what it is. It keeps mm. turning off for no reason. Mm. Well, I've t- I told you for a while you need to upgrade from those two tin cans and string. You- you're you're not gonna get as fast as you think you are, and I know what you're gonna mm. argue. But I, I want to save some argue. pennies, right? I know, goodness. But you know, like there's there's, there's better things in life, okay? Like women yeah. and sports and uh, fun and pizza. oh, you don't like those things? Oh, and pizza, yeah, yeah. You I went. Like I had the best pizza today. It was great. You did? I did. Would- I took I took advantage of well, it's nearly over the government's eat out to help out scheme. Mm. Oh, you've changed your Wait. tune because before you were eating in and not helping out. That is true. That are. is true. Yeah. But I decided I decided to be more, <laughs> uh, well, more eating out and helping out is what mm. I decided to be, and mm-hmm. I did. And mm-hmm. me and Ilham went to go and eat a pizza out at wow. a real pizzeria and it was lovely and it had a burrata a burrata in the middle yeah. of it oh i know oh. the pizzeria we've had it there oh yeah yeah, yeah. God, you are just a staple of your community alex you know that look at you thank you like actually helping do you know alex a society grows great when old men plant trees whose shade they know they shall never sit in that is you Jeez. that is you right there getting That's the burrata pizza well, do you know what, Alex? Pizza. It had Parma ham as well. Like, oh, Alex, listen to you. You're you're a saint. Speaking of saints, we've got a packed show this week, and I think we should probably move on to oh, the right, saint-like okay. people that we're talking about. None of this jibber jabber. None of us have been on the tube recently. None of us have been out apart from our pizza jonder. Uh, but I guess there's nothing nothing more to say, and we should fire on in and just let you all know that we are a music and movies podcast, and each week we take upon ourselves to watch some of the longest movies that we didn't know were that long uh, and we sit down painstakingly weave it into our very busy schedules well i'll tell you what i'll tell you what happened i'll tell you what happened this week yeah Uh, yeah i know i know what happened this week is we're still recovering from the fact that we're only doing one movie per show now instead of two and we decided (laughs) that we'll make up for that by watching the longest superhero movie known to man in the world in the world what's could the name you, of that what's you, the name of that movie cal could you imagine right could you imagine this this past week we've had a fucking mental week both of us have but could you imagine if we kind of went oh we'll still do two films oh <laughs> like, man actually we, we used to watch them individually but now we've you did. picked up this lovely habit of watching them together well that's nice yeah but Holding you do look hands. back and you go oh why did we do two movies yeah. a week that's just yeah so laborious there's no it's a need it is it's when you look back at the way that you used to do things and you're like god why did we used to like remember that time we used to wear clothes when we recorded the show absolutely and absolutely. now we just do it naked it's nice because we, we do. get nice hat it's it's excellent it's it you, is nice. you look great you, you do thank look you. great thank you where did that scar come from by the way just under the uh anyway um 
We are music. We did this bit, and uh, we, we bit. have chosen to do our three-hour movie, which we got to. And we are also going to be talking about some composers that have featured in other films. And those composers, um, so so talking about the two the two uh, composers from this movie, we have talked about on two separate occasions. But in this one, they have joined forces, much like Batman versus Superman. So my first question to you is, is Hans Zimmer Batman or is Hans Zimmer Superman and is Junkie XL Batman or Superman? Well, Hans Zimmer Zimmer is Superman. That's what I thought. And Junkie XL is Batman. Well, I mean, for the very obvious reason that Hans Zimmer Zimmer did the lion's share of the the Man of Steel. But no, no, no. But Junkie XL did have a hand in the Man of Steel soundtrack. We talked about that the other week. Mm-hmm. we did we did yeah no absolutely he was involved yeah well he was he was involved he was sneakily watching from the sidelines was he absolutely credited in it though yeah he was well i think he, he was credited on the track list i don't know if he was properly credited in mm. like the credit role yeah. in the movie whereas because it was blair blatantly obvious in, in batman vs superman wasn't it when the, yeah. when the credits came up at the start it was like by the way Warm. and they're yeah. the kings of warmth aren't they the two of them. oh yeah ab- absolutely but b- biggest thing hans zimmer ever did for hollywood is turn the bass up to 11 fantastic um so let's let's get into this batman versus superman what year yeah. was this one come out in again 2016 no, wasn't it God, that's it was no yeah, it was earlier so. it was earlier was no, it really it was... Yeah, it was 2014 or 15. Thank God we do our research in this show, ladies and gentlemen. We do. We absolutely do. But of course, it was directed... 2016. uh, By... Yeah, it was 20. You got it. But it was directed, of course, uh, by the very topical Zack Snyder. Absolutely. Very, very, very topical. I'm actually very, very glad that we did this movie this week. And Mm. I think we should start off by maybe talking about our... Mm, preconceptions or lack thereof before rewatching this movie mm. and so, like what we thought about it because let's yeah. be fair let's call it what it is it's a divisive movie and it is that that's evidenced by if by nothing else by the rotten tomato score of which it has 28 percent yeah that shocked me that really is did nutty this is not a twenty-eight percent movie. I mean, I, I, I take, I, I take interest. I take Rotten Tomatoes with a pinch of salt at the best of times, but this one really I, I, takes yeah. the cake. <laughs> I, I actually don't. I rarely use Rotten Tomatoes at all. Actually, I'm, I'm definitely more of an IMDb man. Uh, well, did you, did just, you happen to look this movie up on IMDb then? Uh, I think it was. I think it was six point. Um, hang on. Again with the research. I know, right? I put in Batman twice into the search bar because I already put it in before. Batman. Dawn of Justice. I forget. Six point four. Dawn of Justice. Yeah, I thought it was six point four with a me- with a meta score of forty four. So you know. Wow. Yeah. Meta score of forty four. It's it is a very very interesting like piece of, of piece of cinema. What 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 did what did the Last Jedi get on Rotten Tomatoes? Critic score was like astronomically high. Like really? at least in the high eighties, if not low nineties, and the audience score okay. was like in the fifties. Oh, I mean that's crazy. higher than I thought it would be. It was crazy. So, the, so, so I mean, you could argue then this was. But what was the critic score for Dawn of Justice? Uh, pretty low, actually. I think the the really? critics the critics didn't like this one that much either. To be fair, mm. 
Mm. So again, then let's let but, but screw the critics, screw the fans. What do we yeah. think? That's why yeah, you're listening do, to this. What, what, what do we think? Gives a f- I'll be honest. Get out the flat. I'll be Sorry, honest. Just getting the critics out of here. I know, right? Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're back fucking in. nuisance. No, no, just use the door, the latch. Open. It's on the snib. It's up, that's it. He's got it. They've got it. That's Fabulous. Them. Good. They've yeah. It. it was an ugly fucker. Anyway, right? yeah. I'll be honest. When I saw this movie in the cinema, I really liked it. And that mm. was just and that was just the theatrical version, not the three-hour monstrosity that we sat and watched the other night. And I and I liked it because it was a slow burner. It had mm. a lot of meat in it that most people have criticized it for because it's it's unnecessary, it's a bit grandiose, um, a bit up its own arse. Maybe you could criti- yeah. you could you could criticize it for. And like, you know, we, we've had this culture of like of superhero mo- movies as a form of escapism and mm. this is not an escapist movie like you, you what you don't watch this you don't watch this movie to have a nice superhero romp like this isn't a there's some dark shit in here yeah no i agree i i so i i think i think just off the bat but we both i mean we, we say you obviously you've made it quite clear you do like this movie i uh, was a little bit indifferent to this movie before. I hadn't had a huge amount of time to really digest it, and I'd seen it through a lot of other forms of or platforms of information. And yeah. for the first time, we had the opportunity to sit down and watch all its in, in its entirety. Um, and my train of thought was this: the first half an hour, forty minutes, I was pleasantly surprised, and then I remained pleasantly pleasantly surprised. Right up until a couple of points nearer the end. Yeah. Uh, and there's a couple of points near the end that are a little bit uh, divisive. I think it was it was always going to be a difficult film to finish. Yeah. But I I like this. Like I like this yeah. movie. Like it's yeah. and and I'll and I'll say this now. Here's a question for you, Alex. Do you th- well, do you agree with me that this movie is actually going to get better with age? Well, I I think it will. If for mm. no other reason than I think I enjoy it more every time I watch it. Or not mm. that I enjoy it more. It's a tricky one because I don't I'm a big fan of rewatching movies as you know. Um mm. I like I like indulging in things that I already like. I mean, mm. I love discovering your comforts. I know. Yeah. I, I I like discovering new things as well and I love having things being introduced to me to you know add to that pile of things Mm, mm. but i do love just regurgitating all those things i'll watch star wars till the end of time i'll watch lord of the rings till the end of time i'll always um have a good marvel binge whenever the Mm. opportunity come Mm. comes along but batman versus superman is one that i will watch rarely but i really enjoy it every time i do Mm. and i have seen it three or four times three three or four times since it came out which i think from 2016 let's say we're averaging one a year it's probably quite a lot for that movie actually yeah i think so because that's about as much as i watched lord of the rings actually to be fair although that did (laughs) that did come out like 20 years ago so that's a lot more that's a lot more and the first couple of years of that it wasn't once a year it was once a month but but no batman versus superman is still getting better for me with every viewing so it's hard to imagine that can that 
that dropping off unless like i just like overfill myself with it well and i think and you said something quite telling at the end of this which was obviously the the other thing that really indicates to that growing probably level of um I, I, I guess respect that this film may seem to um, merit over the over the years to come is obviously with respect to the, the Snyder Cut. And yeah. you said something quite telling to me. You said, now, could you imagine the Justice League with that same level of, um, I, I, I guess, that same filter? Apply the same, apply the same style, the same, um, I, I, I guess, what was the word you used? You kind of put, you framed it in a really interesting way. And I and I kind of just totally understood. I guess tone and tonal. Yeah, tone. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think I think it's probably the most all encompassing word to use. It makes uh, it, and, and I agree. It makes it laughable to think that they that they released what they released in regards to the Justice League. That movie, that, yeah, the yeah, fact that they've yeah. released that movie after this movie and yeah. thought that that was okay is at this mm. point hilarious borderline hilarious mm. like yeah i no, think no, no, you're right imagine being a warner brothers executive from the point in the period i'm imagining i'm there suicide I'm there. Okay. suicide squad imagine suicide squads come out got it and yep. then and then imagine justice leagues come out oh god like, what a world <laughs> where am i, I? mean what, why is it what, dark in the, here that office or several offices must have been chaos, like yeah. utter chaos. Because you, you look at the, that that oh, it must period have been of movies. Honest. There must you, be you look at that period of movies because pissing jar hundred percent just been hundred percent because Wonder Woman was a was a success that kind of happened in the middle, but then you know that was mostly made prior to all this shit going down. And mm. Patty Jenkins, they they really went with a director's vision for that mm. because it was great but then and because it was a standalone but then for all like the real franchisey stuff going forward obviously they decided to completely change tack and it's it was just an absolute disaster wasn't it mm, mm, yeah no absolute I, I, disaster I, yeah but we should focus uh, but we should focus our efforts just on this movie mm. uh don't you think do we want to i and i mean ultimately we're here to talk about the music of um yeah but also the music is a huge part of this movie. Yeah. As is a lot of the sound design and the sound world. Uh, I guess that's a couple of points that I wanted to take away from this just off the, off the top. The, the sound design of this movie is great. Like if you think about yeah. it, if you think about some really specific scenes, there's a re there's a couple of really interesting scenes where just the attention to detail I noticed was really great. And I think it's any time someone is interacting with Clark Kent, you notice there's a couple of like dry thuds when like uh, Lex Luthor hits him on the chest after he shakes his hand and goes, "You are not a man to hit," and he kind of hits, and you can tell this kind of just let's just put a slight yeah. thud in here, and and yeah, it, yeah. it was and it came through your seat, you know, it was quite a bassy sound, an earthy sound, and then yeah. obviously that that really famous scene which we we both really like. Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, one of the best parts of this is the fight, the the, the Batman yeah, versus yeah. Superman. That's what you know the, how they sold it. That <laughs> the name of the movie. Where, the main exactly <laughs> the, the the sequence where they use that fear toxin style kryptonite thing which you say is kryptonite i think i think he says you still maintain as fear toxin no i think it's fear toxin mixed with kryptonite i think it's a nod to the scarecrow right i think it is i think it's 
because that's where that technology I, I believe comes from. I believe it's a nod to it but I don't believe for a second in canon if somebody were to like say go to a fan event and ask Zack Snyder right oh is that is that Scarecrow's fear toxin with kryptonite you'd probably be like no that was just like a little nod that we put that we put in there but it's not actually it it's just yeah um, I believe that's it's just I, I, it's just vaporized kryptonite <laughs> So, but the point I was trying to make was then that sequence where he's obviously been um, been dosed with the the kryptonite and he's punching and and Batman is punching and punching and punching and then slowly you see it wearing off until yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the thuds come onto the screen and then when he's punching it kind of just sounds like someone you know just punching like drywall and then it's slowly punching like chart like chipboard and wood and then mahogany and then steel and you're like oh god like that just got really strong really quickly yeah and yeah, I just yeah, think, yeah just just little ways like the, the, the and superman does like had... superman has quite a bit of posturing in his face like when he gets his when he gets his mojo back as it were you can see it in his face it's like right you're really fucked now but yeah yeah exactly <laughs> He exactly. just flies him through the floor mm. <laughs> casually. Do we want to? I guess then, obviously, the, the and I, I don't know if it's worth doing this now. Obviously, we talk quite a lot about Henry Cavill to an extent. I yeah. mean, he he again showed up. I mean, he showed up like he did with Man Man of Steel, and I'm sure you yeah. agree. Let's, I thought he was fantastic in this. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on, of course, to the other uh, titular character in this. Oh, uh, big buff Ben Batfleck. Yeah, big buff Ben Batfleck. Yeah. Big and buff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he is he big and buff. This? He hits a tire with a hammer. Oh, he does. I forgot. And he pushes a sled. Naked, and he pushes a sled. Oh, goodness. And he and he screams because his because his muscles are torn because he's oh. working out so fucking hard. Oh, oh. goodness. <laughs> he's like a he's like a dirty Santa pushing that sled. Ugh, hold oh, out your yeah. stockings, kids. Here they come. It's just his turd. So he puts down that chimney. God, Amazing. He's bloody Batfleck. Yeah. I liked him. No, yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. No, he... Elham said something great. He, she said, uh, oh, "I'm not, not, not really a fan of Ben Affleck, but I thought he was pretty good in this." Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, I'd agree. I thought he was a really good Batman, but not." It's amazing how many different versions of Batman are, you know, canonically accepted universally yes. by fans. You've got Detective Batman, and you've got you've got ninja batman mm. and you've got grumpy brawler boxer batman mm. right mm. and i think i think ben affleck is that one i think yeah. i think just he's Jesus, there's the, a fucking helicopter he, he's the hard hitter house, isn't there <laughs> no absolutely i wish i could do <laughs> something I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking i could just talk have the police over caught it. up with you have they maybe i don't know it's weird I can't hear because we live relatively close. I can't hear it. it. It might be coming your way. You never know. Might be. He's over here. Are you, are you telling them my signal? Probably, yeah. Send up the bat signal. <laughs> I know. Uh, we, the, the, the point that you make about in the, as, a, as the kind of brawler piece, listen to that fucker go. That's awesome. I know. It's ridiculous. Should we just wait a bit? Nah. Let's keep, let's keep going with it. No, let's it's keep nice. It it's, it's a bit of atmosphere. It's one of these things you can't detective. do about. You can't do anything about listeners. And do apologize. Well, you've got that flare gun to your left. I mean, you could send I could, that could, yeah. you could. Your aim's a bit shit, though, isn't it? You'd never hit it. Ah, yeah, it's a bit shit, but it's still better than yours, so, you know. Yeah, well, there we go. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Well, I'm better when I'm drunk, all right, as they all say. I'm a better, I'm a better flare shooter when I'm drunk, all right? Come yeah, on. Yeah, I think that's what like I'm with Ben Batfleck said. That's it. I'm a better driver when I've had, a, I've had a bloody drink on the old Blackmobile. Right, I think uh, that's plenty of that. <laughs> do you think that 
we will see Batfleck again because obviously that we are seeing Batfleck is, again. Is, is D- I know, but do you? But are we actually going to? And I, I, do you think that we? I mean, like what's been said because he is very. He's been very clear that that's a role that he is happy to see go. I mean, and obviously money has pulled him back into this. I like uh, to think. I like to think that the reason he said he was done with it was because Justice League was so goddamn shit. Mm. And that he just didn't want anything else to do with it. Because let's be fair to him, he's done shit movies in the past. Mm. Cough, mm. Daredevil, end cough. Mm. Oh, and... but the music in that is second to oh, none, let me tell yes, you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we should we should talk about that one sometimes. Oh wait, we did that. Have a listen back through the back catalogue. <laughs> selfpromotion.com forward slash us anyway i i think that i think that ben affleck coming back into the dcu it's 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 pretty it's a pretty big statement isn't it yeah you know it's it's a pretty big statement for a lot again i like to think if if the snyder cut is a resounding success and we're back yeah yeah and they choose to you know, they choose to make that the DCEU canon thing. And actually, there's a small part of me that suspects quite heavily that they might even try to make the Flash do something that takes Joss Whedon's Justice League and actively like makes it never happen you know how mm. the way the x-men movies ended up panning out oh yeah 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 where the last where stand. the where the original trilogy just didn't happen where yeah. which, which is a shame because x-men 2 is actually in my opinion the best x-men movie could be and one of the best superhero movies yeah i think i think so i think so but i know no, i know the point you're making because yeah. ultimately they, they'll need a strategy to make this as canonical as they can they will. Uh, they they absolutely and, will. And, and, and they're going to drop that old one like you know, like it's a bag of shit. They're they're, they're literally going to take a swing and throw at that a brick wall. Like it's 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 all gone. It's all gone. Yeah. Um. As far as as far as I'm concerned, uh, and that point about the Flash time traveling, we're almost certainly going to see that kid time travel. Yeah, he's definitely going to time travel. It's just whether or not the Joss Whedon Justice League, which I think forever should now be known as the Justice League don't you think the justice league sure sure yeah the justice league it's just whether or not that will be acknowledged as previous canon and just redone mm. as in just uh rewritten by the flash in canon mm-hmm. so part mm-hmm. of the story or whether it's something that they're just going to be like that nah, didn't happen let mm. um, let's try again much like they're doing with suicide squad but again we're getting into territory which we want to talk about later in the podcast let, let let's move back so obviously we've we've picked on a couple of points where i think i think one of the 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 the, uh, the successes of this movie is sound editing and also the sound yeah. design the world that it creates in and um, what i'm going to do though mate is i'm going to hand this over to you because you obviously have a huge amount of information in terms of the scoring of this movie yeah. and and i guess just the points on highlight of tracks what they try and do and they try and achieve i i, I ultimately think that this is and i guess from a layman's perspective you obviously are the, the professional understand this stuff a lot more than i do but this was uh, what a sequel should be in terms of the musical notes that it creates. It takes yeah. 
all of the musical motifs that we've seen before. It takes all of those amazing created sound worlds that it has before. And it basically just goes, now this, but all of the Batman stuff, all of the Lex yeah. Luthor stuff. And don't get me wrong, the Lex Luthor stuff, in my opinion, was one of the highlights. A lot of his themes and his motifs. Yeah. Um, so again, mate, over to you, though. Well... I think we should kind of start with Lex since you since you brought him it. up because I was thinking about what something that you said when we were watching the movie when mm. it was during a sequence which if um you're interested in what track this correlates at it would be either problems up here or the red capes are coming. Mhm. Mm mhm. And it features like this really open bassy piano. Mm. And like interesting orchestral strings like there's a specific chord sequence do you remember what you kind of commented on and i did i remember what i commented and i also think please correct me if i'm wrong but i'm going to try and be a smart arse and say yeah. what i think that musical um what that is so i said to me it almost had hints of mozart kind yeah. of marriage yeah. of figaro sort of it kind of has leaned in quite a lot there but I was going to try and be smart arts. It's not a basso continuo, is it? No, no, no. That's no, uh, okay. I thought that was a stretch. That's the, a basso continuo. That's harpsichord and cello, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Ah, well, there we go. Yeah. No, it's a very unique sound. I could just talk about the the piano sound of the bass. Basically, that's a massive grand piano that's had its not only its lid taken off, but also the dampeners on the hammer. Because basically, what happens, right? <laughs> You said lid inside a piano. It, I, that's like it's I literally that was had like, its lid taken off. I know, but I thought I thought that was like slang for like that, that piano has got his bloody lid off. It's he's, he's yeah. out of control. Like so, he's, like he's drunk and he's like yeah. he's like swearing and slurring his words. <laughs> it's had its lid taken off. Might as well have. But <laughs> so the way a piano works is a hammer strikes the string and then it gets immediately dampened by a thin sure. piece of cloth. And then you get like a natural resonance, but it's always very subdued because it's like, it's a percussive instrument, a piano. You hit, you hit a key, it makes a note, done. Mm. What this sound is, and I was really listening to it to try and work it out, is it, they've taken all the felt off of the piano hammer and taken the muting felt out of it as well so that you're literally hitting the string in like the purest way that you can and it and it just has this really big boom like and it's yeah, such yeah. an incredible sound and it lasts forever as well but and it's not in a kind of artificial reverb kind of way just in the most natural reverb possible okay. and it, it really just penetrates you like that and i really love that sound in but terms I wanna, of Sorry, just just to point on that. In terms of materials, there we're talking wire. We're talking what, what wood are we talking? Is it wood? We're sort of looking be a, into? it's a wooden mallet. It's a okay. it's a wooden mallet against steel strings. Interesting. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Yeah, um, but just to talk about what you were saying about the Mozart, right? Now mm -hmm. I dismiss. I I'll hold my hands up here, and I completely dismissed you when you brought this up when we said that, and I said no, that's just a thing that. Hans Zimmer always does in all his movies. It sounds like it sounds like Batman Begins, Dark Knight. It sounds like Pirates of the Caribbean. It sounds like Gladiator. It sounds mm -hmm. like Lion King. And while that is true, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm not going to dismiss its use in this moment. 
because I'm going to theorize something here and I might just be talking at my arse and this might be such a stretch but I kind of like it when I came when I when I thought of this and it's when you said that it was like Mozart and I thought it's kind of like Mozart and then I thought what kind of pieces what what if it was if it was inspired by Mozart what piece would it be and I thought oh Mozart Requiem the Requiem Mass but, but, that's what I was thinking like that's what I it just yeah. hit me so, that Requiem Mass so let's just say let's think about a movie that features the Requiem Mass that we talked about on this podcast well quite a lot of them do don't they but I think uh, quite a Amadeus. lot of them do but it's Amadeus right say Amadeus Amadeus what does the car? What is Salieri's whole thing in Amadeus mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when he was doing the Requiem Mass was to do what? What was his goal? Uh, it was to remember what was in this movie. Shit on it, I can't remember. Oh, uh, putting you on the spot. Basically, no. Well, well, no. So he he was he was writing it because he wanted to. Uh, was it, it? It wasn't through humiliation, was it? He was trying to be serious and 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 quite sincere about writing. So wasn't wasn't it about like this man who was who was rolling around uh, Europe, who was you know having it away with all the women, and then eventually the devil catches up with him and drags him down to hell? Wasn't wasn't that the point of the Requiem Mass? The rec the, the point of the Requiem Mass was for Salieri. To not only nothing kill to do Mo- with what I said. <laughs> to not for, was not only to bring about oh, yes, the death yes, of yes, Mozart. Yes. Not only mm-hmm. to bring about the death of Mozart, but to laugh and point at God. Right now, laugh and ah. point of God to beat God. Now, who does that remind you of in Batman versus Superman? Yeah, that that is Lex Luthor trying to beat. That is Lex Luthor. His whole thing is to expose the new god, Superman. Mm. His Mm. whole purpose is. And as soon as I realized this, I was like, "This is a massive stretch, Alex." But by God, that's interesting. Do you know what? It would. I would not be surprised if that was actually what they tried to do. And like, because if you think about, I mean, Hans Zimmer is obviously Hans Zimmer knows this stuff. He yeah, will. He, he will know this stuff. He will not have. I mean, I think. I think we could have cracked that there. I genuinely. Really? I, I genuinely think that that could be. There. There could be something to that. Yeah. I mean, I. I'm gonna err on the side of it's nonsense, but I really liked that little grain of an idea, though, mm. for for Lex Luthor. So, I mean, a bit of a stretch, but rather entertaining to consider. Mm. But in the rest of the soundtrack. I think it's probably most important to talk about the three main characters okay. in this movie. That being Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, Lex Luthor. I think musically, Wonder I think Woman. I think biggest biggest musical themes, let's say. No? Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, yeah, I would say it's 50-50 Lex Luthor Wonder Woman because yeah. we do hear a lot of Lex Luthor. He, yeah. I was surprised at how much he was on screen in this, actually. Yeah. Well, I think he was on screen a lot more in the Ultimate Edition than he was in the... Yeah, in the, I think in the, so. In the theatrical one. But 
obviously this movie is the sequel to Man of Steel. So it kind of makes sense that a lot of the musical material came from Man of Steel. So there's a lot of Superman-heavy stuff in here, including mm-hmm. the, that really lovely Clark Kent melody that we talked about last time, that really simple piano one, if you remember the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, I re- yeah. and I really, really love its inclusion here. And I also really loved... You know that you know the opening sequence of this movie when you're seeing the Zod fight mm-hmm. from the perspective of Batman. Yeah. What's very interesting about that sequence is it plays a lot of the music that we hear as the audience from Man of Steel mm-hmm. in that sequence, but it's also interjected mm-hmm. with the Batman rhythms. Yes. That's featured yes. heavily in this movie. And I really, really love how Batman is depicted musically in this movie yes. because it's it's heavy yeah. and rough, and there's no discernible melody whatsoever. As far as far as far as I'm concerned, if anyone's following on the soundtrack, we're talking about you know the start of literally the first track, "Beautiful Lie." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you bleed? And black oh. and and black and blue are yes. are like the the main kind of like Batman tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And again, not much of a melody, but there's this there's this dragging drum rhythm, which is like bam 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 bam, 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 bam yes yeah, bam, yeah, and it's just it it just penetrates you, and I I feel like it's really representative of batman's whole spiel in this movie which is an obsession yes because it is an obsession it yeah. is an obsession i feel like this this drum beat is if you were going to describe it as anything is obsessive it's belligerent it's yeah it's it's obsessed it and it really captures the journey that batman goes through and it's always really accentuated when he you, you know he, he he gives that gaze to the camera where you can tell he's fucking furious and all he wants to do is punch superman in the face and then you yeah and then you yeah. hear those drums and then you kind of want to punch superman in the face but then yeah. <laughs> but yes. then but then from superman's perspective you get the you get the other side where you see batman as being completely unhinged and that's the other part of the batman track the yeah. the Batman musical stuff that's really apparent that not only is it obsessed, it's also deranged and unhinged. It, unhinged is a really good word to use for it, actually. And yeah, yeah it, it's it, it it it's it's almost obscenely epic. Some of yeah. those some of those points. I mean, yeah. And and I, does the tell me though? Does the music? do we do we really hit more into those musical uh, that sort of like sense of madness does it really build as the as the film is going on like that like uh, the point i'm making is that those kind of big dan those big bass notes that we talked yeah. about do are they insinuated insinuated like is there a greater um is there a greater amount of that musical style near the end of this movie or is it kind of continuous because from my memory 
it's a slow burner start the music and it slowly just turns up and turns up and turns up yeah it does turn up in the tension it it turns up the tension just not just dynamically because i think it, it starts soft and gets louder and that in itself builds tension but also harmonically like in the chords more notes are added more more chromatic tension is mm-hmm. added to the point where you're just like ah can you just resolve it please oh it's really yeah, tough to yeah. listen to oh that's right yeah, yeah yeah it's really and actually have you have did you get a chance to like listen to the batman versus superman soundtrack like start to finish i haven't listened to it start to finish unfortunately no oh yeah God, it's yeah. tough i i i, I it's did an hour start. and a I mean, half long and uh, yeah. listening to an hour and a half of this stuff mm. is mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally draining i can I'll imagine i'll tell you i can imagine i mean i mean even just like it it, it is it's just it is just so wearing. I mean, it, it is, is just such a Because wearing. do you know what it's not? And I'm talking specifically about Batman here, not Superman, because we do have a lot of this characteristic in the Superman music. But in the Batman mm-hmm. music, one thing it is not is heroic. Oh, that's a really good point you make. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think there's any moments in the Batman, Batman musical material where you're like, oh yeah, this is a, this is a hero. Because if you look back at other iterations of batman and let's go with the most recent before batfleck which is christian bale yeah 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 right yeah, yeah. that was quite a grimy gritty yes, score as well mm-hmm. but it all it always had moments of resolution in these big horn chords yeah these yeah. big major horn chords with with very little dissonance in it which gave you that relief and gave you that kind of heroic like pool that mm. her, that heroicness of it and i don't think there's any of that in here because no. batman obviously doesn't come around until somebody says his mother's name mm. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> which you know let's not get bogged down with how stupid that is no i, uh, I and sorry and just i because I, I obviously hinted at it at the start that i did like this movie a lot until the last couple of points at the end that yeah. that that mother name thing that was not good i I understand the intention behind it i understand the intention that's not a note from the comics so that's not a note from the comic that is literally just come from this movie well i mean no no but bruce bruce wayne's mom's always been called martha and clark kent's mom's always been called martha so no of course but has that has that direct I don't think it's ever been drawn out to a point where it's such a plot point of a movie, like a, such well, a no, major it's plot not. point of a story. It's not, but I understand the reasoning in this movie because obviously Batman's been looking at Superman as a, a godlike being who, in his own words, said, "If if there's even a one percent chance that he's our enemy, we." need to take it as an absolute certainty like Mm. he's so afraid of this guy's power set which real life you would be too yeah like yeah yeah he he could burn the world to the ground in the blink of an eye if he wanted to Mm -hmm. you'd be scared of them but then in that moment he realizes that superman has a mother Mm -hmm. which means he's just a man 
it's it's like a human it's a it's it's a moment of recognizing the humanity in superman that batman needed to make that so you 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 understand it it's just in the moment you know batman's got his foot on superman's neck and he goes martha it's just it's it's an awkwardly done i don't like how it was executed but i understand the sentimentality behind it and actually i appreciate Mm. the sentimentality behind it and i appreciate the idea it's just the the execution of it was just awkward no that's well argued as well actually no that yeah you've made me think differently about it yeah that's well argued yeah fair enough yeah Yeah. but that's the batman material and i think we i think we've done a lot on the superman material in Mm. man of steel there's very little difference here well can i just say there is a the only subtle difference i realized is the the beautiful sweet uh, not sweet i guess like the the the, there's just a the, the the kind of that piano piece of music, that piano melody that accompanies Superman, I think it appears a lot more in this because there's a lot more moments where he has to make difficult decisions. There's a lot more reflection that that, uh, Clark Kent and Superman has to make in this. I think we get more of the softer stuff than than the faster stuff. You know, there's not really a huge amount of chime to listen to pieces of music like Flight. Yes, yeah. you know, there's not there's not as much of that kind of made massive triumphant. It's a lot more of the more mellow pieces of music that was extrapolated from Man of Steel, which I bloody appreciated. I thought it yeah. was bloody lovely. Yeah, a lot more sentimental moments and a lot more characters questioning their motives. Yes, it, it's not just it, it's not just it's not just plot and it's not just fight scenes. Mm. And I think that again where this movie stands unique among other movies of the genre Mm -hmm. like really because it does take the time to delve into these things and to really try to over justify Mm -hmm. the character developments of these of these characters and i really really appreciate it for it Mm. but we should move on to my favorite musical track now, do you know how I know that it was your favorite musical track? Oh, I know how you know, but please tell the listeners. Because you just started dancing. You do this weird thing it's where you brilliant. just like dance and you get in and you do it. And I'm like, what is going on over there? It's almost like he kind of like does this for a living in music and movies. Like it's almost <laughs> like. <laughs> well, you Go know, on, do man. what you love. Do do what you love, Calm. Yeah. No, I know. I know. I'm, I am I get ridiculous. I do, it's not just. It's not just in movies that I do, that I do this as well. When I get moments like when I'm when I'm sitting on the tube listening to a bloody Mahler symphony or something, and an epic moment comes up, I'll just I'll just make a face and I'll start making some arm gestures, and like I don't know air can air Alex, conducting. You are people... dangerously dangerously close to featuring on our famous segment shit what we see on the tube genuinely somebody Which... sees me in real life listening to <laughs> listening to a Mahler symphony at like a climactic moment right yeah. i i am featuring in their podcast as shit that they see on the tube 100 percent. i it's it's embarrassing and i do it and i do it in movie mu- in movie soundtracks as well when they're sit- sitting in movies especially movies that i know and i know the musical beats that are coming up mm. when you know what th- this is a reason why i like re-watching movies because mm. when you know something is coming up that you really really enjoy mm-hmm. in this case it's it's music but it could be 
anything like a, a specific shot like a specific line of dialogue whatever when sure. you know something something like that is coming up you can really indulge in it yeah and you can really and you go oh this is coming up this is coming up this is coming up this is coming up yes oh it's so good yeah and i just i love indulging in that in this movie in loads of other movies it's just brilliant yeah. you and, should have seen him in shrek super dance party the, the the gestures, the hat, the fast movements. You were just the release on your face, man. It was awesome. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's joy. It's pure, pure unadulterated <laughs> joy. But in the case of Peeling. this movie, it manifests in Wonder Woman's theme when Wonder Woman really comes on to screen in the track, Is She With You? Yeah. And I love great, this. Theme. Great line. It's a great, it's a great theme and a great line as well. But yeah. She With it, You? It, it, I thought I thought she was with you. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> so good. Mm. For a start, it's in 7-4. There are seven beats in the bar. And that is brilliant. Because yeah. it upset. One, two, it upsets one, two, one, two, three, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. And that just little trip just like i don't know it's it's almost primal mm. it's almost primal and like yeah that's a good way to summarize it actually it's almost primal and i think it's very very deliberate to go for that feeling because obviously they brought wonder woman a major dc character into a batman and superman movie right she was always going to be the third wheel but i think they did such a number on her musical theme so you're talking about the seven four rhythms in the like in the drums that wailing electric guitar which that's awesome yeah and i yeah. think and i think by design they've made her seem like she was there the whole time and that and that not only was she there the whole time she's been in the universe doing shit the whole time and actually she comes on the scene as the most experienced hero, well, heroine of the lot mm -hmm. of them, and she only turned up thirty seconds ago. And that's just the impression yeah. that I got. I don't know if you agree, you would agree with that. No, to to totally, totally agree, mate. Totally agree. Um, yeah, I and I think that that's the sum that's some summarized. Um, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Pleasantly surprised by the, the soundtrack. I think this is one to watch in years to come, and especially after our uh, Snyder Cut and obviously what we're talking about and moving forward. I really, this week. I really think it is, and I really, really hope. And I know that the Snyder Cut's going to be like this because the whole point of the movement of the Snyder Cut was to let Zack Snyder release his vision, mm. which means that it's going to be completely unadulterated. Mm. It's going to there's not going to be any moment in this movie where you're like ah, an executive did that yeah that's a good point yeah that's yeah. a good point yeah but i think to wrap up the segment of batman versus superman dawn of justice i'm actually going to give this one two thumbs up because i got very animated talking about this one and i loved watching it again i think i was going to give it one thumb up but do you know what has tipped the coin for me? What's that? It was that piece that we discussed on Requiem. All oh, right, the Lex Luthor stuff. Because 
because in my head that's canon. I loved the Lex Luthor stuff. I love. I mean, ultimately, I loved it because it was it was an element of depth where we maybe haven't seen depth in a lot of Hans Zimmer stuff before. You had motifs for characters, and you had four distinct sounds. Yeah, and no, I I, I like that. That's what this is about. That's what a good score is. That's what it does. And it also wasn't the scores you were expecting. As you said, the grunginess for the hero, which was Batman. You know, I, I like that. I like the, yeah. I like the, I guess maybe the juxtaposition, not in terms of um, the movie, but the juxtaposition in terms of the character as a whole. Um, no, I, I, I think this one is just two thumbs up for me. It just made it in. Yeah. It's just made it in for me. Um, excellent. Fabulous. Love that. forward yeah let's move forward now obviously this week's moving forward is totally dictated by uh obviously the events of uh, dc fandom and it was more dc it was it's a dc heavy episode uh obviously we due to the schedule that we work to we obviously missed the boat in releasing the dc fandom episode last week uh and we speculated a little bit about it and talked a little bit about the suicide squad game which i'm sure we'll get to yeah. but alex what do you want to talk about first because i think there's about five or so major things that we've got probably about five minutes to go through each year so <laughs> yeah what absolutely do you want to start with? well i think we should start with the suicide squad material yeah let's go so for it, let's start with so there are two pieces of suicide squad material there's a movie and there's a game what a world we live in. Right. What a world. <laughs> yeah, what a time to be alive. <laughs> which uh, which you want to go for first? Why don't we go why don't we go for the movie? Why don't we go for the movie, movie. first? Excellent. And Arguably I love the thing I was most looking forward to. Oh, okay. Well, let's just get it right out of the way then. Let's do it. And I love the fact that there was no real trailer for this. Mm. because mm. what they well, I released think, I think we what they released instead well yeah that's the thing what they released instead was like a little featurette of some shots of production and basically the cast and crew waxing lyrical about it's how it's the best thing best and most fun thing they've ever done and stuff yeah. like that and it actually got me really pumped for it it, yeah no it was it was it was really really good actually uh, i mean like i remember they did this a couple of times they've done this for i think they did this for endgame uh they definitely did that for rogue one so you know, you know these sort of major events where they actually turned the whole thing on its head and they kind of gave you a more behind the scenes look i i like that i like yeah. it a lot that they do that yeah uh and i think it's good they because it doesn't it... give anything away does it no 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 and i think they did it because it what there was maybe some fans to win over with this i think because the, it, it is very very much out of left field uh, and also i think there was it, you would have maybe suffered from a little bit of fatigue because we also got wonder woman trailers we got the batman trailer we got multiple game trailers and i think one of the, the game trailers were split into gameplay and actual trailer yeah yeah uh let's talk about the characters shall we yeah so first up we have savant michael rooker uh don't know a huge amount about this character i believe i read somewhere i i don't know a huge amount about 
any of these characters, mate. This okay, is... cool. No worries. No yeah, worries. Apart from the ones I've... featured in the last movie. Sure, sure. Well, so I can give you a little bit of information. So Savant, okay. from memory, and this is the iron- ironic thing about uh, Savant, I remember he's a, I think he's an assassin, but he suffers from short-term memory loss. So I think there's a, great a kind of, of joke. I know. Well, I, I don't know if it's a superpower. I think it's just a quirk of his character. Uh, Michael Rooker, obviously, long-term f- friend of uh james gunn worked together a couple of times no i think he's a really good inclusion i think the hair threw me off a little bit but i think we'll get to that um, yeah i hope he's got that southern drawl that he has yeah well i think i'm sure he will i'm sure he will uh we have flora borg uh, an actor i'm not familiar with uh playing a character that i'm not overly familiar with javelin i believe javelin's backstory yeah i believe javelin was backstory was an olympic javelin player turned vigilante or supervillain i'm not quite sure i don't even know mm, whose villain he mm. is i mean um, that's a standard career path for most olympians exactly exactly i think his costume was one of my most favorite though that kind of light blue teal almost combined right. with the yellow uh i think you will see some really cool no doubt we're going to be seeing a lot of javelins piercing a lot of a lot of blokes throughout this uh, lovely love that that's all i wanted uh one of the most my most favorite inclusions uh, was David Dasmalchian as Polka Dot Man. Now Polka they've been Dot teasing. I've heard about Polka Dot Man, Polka Dot Man and it while, sounds yeah. like the most insane, stupid thing. Like, what artist came up? Or I don't know. Do do writers come up with heroes, or do artists come up with heroes? Well, it's ultimately. It's, I mean, it's ultimately the visionary. If you think about, you know, like. Um, sort of jack kirby uh he he was he was a visionary he was kind of more an artist more uh, a storyteller than an artist he had artists working for yeah. him when he was creating his characters you know stan lee's another one example stan lee didn't ever particularly draw some of the characters but you know he 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 was the he was the visionary almost that came up with the concept i don't even think he was responsible for writing a lot he just created the character yeah yeah i mean i think polka dot dot polka dot man has kind of come from that i guess it's kind of scraping of the barrel side of thing. i mean lest we yeah. forget can we've you just got summarize some... as power power as far as i can power. i can but just just before we get onto that i mean we 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 have some truly dreadful or scrape of the barrel villains across the years like i remember there's like bounce kid I mean, we'll get to one that i think is brilliant uh, which actually i think is in this will appear in this movie we've had bounce kid who's just a fat kid who bounces we had uh lest we forget calendar man whose thing is that he does all of his assassins on certain days in the calendar like christmas and easter and all these sort of stuff that's just a a serial killer yeah exactly that's just a serial killer with an mo like that yeah but he's got but he's got tattoos of and he always talks about like 30 30 days have september april june and november that's all he does it's just he sits in his room whittles wood and says that it's it's, it's a weirdo (laughs) but uh polka dot man to, to answer your question so actually polka dot man's powers i firmly believe he's going to actually be one of the most powered up characters in this movie i think he he has a power of summoning black holes he's got the power of making dots that people can just fall into i think he projects his dots onto people and i, and I believe it it's sounds be insane the, i think it's going to be pretty i think it's going to be pretty funny uh, we've got rat catcher 2 obviously um famous from uh well, rat catcher 1 which is a male this is a female part so i think the daughter of the original rat catcher power set is that they can control rats uh, i think sh- i think she'll be a really great inclusion so that's daniela uh, melquire um, who's playing that? I'm not familiar with a huge amount of her work. Uh, Idris Elba, big name there. We've got Bloodsport uh, coming in. I think there was a, a lot of people speculated that would be Deadshot. Uh, there was also the Bronze Tiger speculations, but of course, Bloodsport. Uh, I don't know a huge amount about Bloodsport either. Oh, so here's a question. 
because obviously I heard that Idris Elba was going to be Deadshot. Sure. Is Deadshot even in it, or are they leaving the door open for Will Smith leaving to come the do- back? I think that door is. I think that door is firmly staying open, mate. I think right. Firmly staying open. Um, next, we have King Shark, and that's Steve Aggie that's going to be playing that. But the rumor is that there is Taki Waititi has been confirmed to be in this, and the rumor is that Taki Waititi is going to be the voice. Of uh, course, he is. Because which Korg. I think is. Yeah, exactly. I think they've. they've oh, kind of no. See, I love. See, I love Taika Waititi, but that mm. is blatant. Mm. That that is blatant. And, um, I'm gonna. Oh, keep... I have no respect for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep a couple. I've got. I've got two that I'm gonna keep till the end. Uh, so I'm gonna miss them and come back to them. But firstly, we've got Mongol. Uh, now Mongol is a. I think a. What you call being, me? Actually, Mongol. <laughs> exactly a Mongol. Uh, Mongol is a meta being. Um, so I believe, and it's it's originally a male in the comics, so it's a female. Mailing uh, mailing uh, Ning. I, I can't pronounce the surname. I'm afraid. Um, it's N- 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 NG, but 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 Mongol is a character uh, who I don't really think fits in. I don't think was ever in the Suicide Squad from memory. But but basically, um, that's a that's a out of left field one. I can't help thinking that Mongol might be the fake out, the kind of uh, the get the Slipknot style character in this, the almost instant death. Yeah, uh, I'm not I'm not too sure. Which, I mean, ultimately, one of them will be. <laughs> well, I mean, I think more than one of them. More than one of them. I think absolutely. you know the bit the the. The size of the roster on here, you gotta, you gotta think that more than half of them have gotta die. Uh, Sol Sora, never heard of her before. Alice Braga is the character, uh, as the actress that's playing her. Never heard of this character. Don't know anything about her. Really excited to hear about it. Um, Weasel. Now Weasel just looks mental. Obviously, uh, again we now, talked. Is about, this Sean Gunn? That's Sean Gunn. That's his right. brother. Yeah. So obviously we talked about Korg from Ragnarok, and uh, that seemed to work. So I think they're kind of leaning on. Why don't you just play a kind of rodent style character again? But that guy looks. Nuts. So I think it's a human sized Weasel, um, and I think he looks a little bit demonic, but it looks fun. I'm really excited to see what that what happens with that yeah, character. Like yeah. that one, I'm really excited for. I mean, ultimately that 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 could be Takuititi. You know, that could be Weasel. For yeah. all we know, that, that, that there's you know we that, that's there. Except that it's uh, Sean Gunn. We already know this. Except for this, Sean. <laughs> uh, before we get on to some of the main ones, or the three main ones that I want to talk about, um, we have obviously Blackguard again, a character I'm not overly familiar with. Pete Davidson. Now, I did want to talk a little bit about the King of Staten Island, which is Pete Davidson's kind of breakout role from yep. this year, 2020, which was the Judd Apatow, uh, Bill Burr, and um, so Judd Apatow directed, Bill Burr also starred in. Pete Davidson, I've got a huge amount of time for him. I think he's really funny. He does a lot of SNL stuff. Uh, look, look him up. I think he'll bring a lot of zazz to this film. He definitely is the right character that I think James Gunn is looking for for some of his characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the main three that I think we should probably talk about, Peacemaker, John Cena. Yes. Interesting role. I think this is awesome. And I think this is a huge, huge step How did How John did John Cena. Cena describe this in the future? A douchebag Captain a douchey, America? A douchey Captain America. A douchey, so, and I was like, yep, sold. So that, exactly. Well, that, and that's it. You know, and that's that's one of the powers. That's the that's the powerful thing about a featurette over a trailer is that you can convey that kind of information. Yeah. Uh, just to summarize, you know, Peacemaker is uh, a juxtaposed character. Can't say that fucking word can you say that word juxtaposed juxtaposed character where he will stop anything he want he will stop everything in his way from getting peace which might mean murdering the whole room if they're all arguing i mean that's him i mean yeah i mean that would that 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 would indeed create a peaceful room 
um, I think our our audio just cut out there for a second. Yeah. Uh, no, weird. we 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 uh, the yeah peacemaker. Really, really looking forward to seeing him on screen. Uh, I think John Cena will bring a lot to that role. Uh, now, the two characters that I want to finish with are two for two very different reasons. One of them, Peter Capaldi, the Thinker. Oh yes. Now, Is he the thinker, be a main role. I don't know. I think not. I would love it if he were, just because of my love, as I'm sure you share, of yes. Peter Capaldi. Yes. I mean, I think ultimately he's been cast in this role because it looks very kind of evil doctorish, just based evil on the kind of how he's dressed yeah, sure. and how he's moves. I think ultimately he's been cast for that reason. I think that's probably what we're going to ex- like expect to see in this. Um, mm-hmm. And the last person I want to talk about is, of course, Nathan Fillion, who's playing a character, TDK. TDK is not actually a character from DC Comics. It's not really a character from any comic. Yeah, we don't really uh, know, do speculation, we? Speculation on the internet, of course, is that this is uh, No Arm Boy or No Arm yeah. Kid. Which I, uh, I, I, I'm... Fa- having looked this up after you told me about this earlier, I'm under no illusions that it is, just because his logo... Like you see the crossed arms, yeah, it, on on his logo, and you see like the pink and bone, yeah, yeah, in the side of the arm, and I'm like, oh well, that's it. Of course it is. It just yeah. So so you, even even without so me think, knowing so the character even before is. that, I was like, it's like his arms been chopped off. And then as soon as somebody told me that there is actually a character where that is the case, I was like, oh well, yeah, that's him then. Obviously, yeah. and I no think ifs, the helmet, there's no the ifs helmet, or buts. Yeah, the helmet design is also quite telltale. But that is it. As I said, directed by James Gunn. Uh, looked like a really fun panel. Didn't see it live, but I've yep. seen a lot of it sort of backdraft. No, great. Looking forward to this one. Excited about it. No. Oh, and just, oh, of course, uh, we have, we have a, of course, uh, Rick Flagg and Amanda Waller um, coming back as well, which is oh, yeah. Joel Kinnaman um, and Viola Davis, of course. Yeah. Reprising their but- role. Yeah, we'll move oh, and, on. And Jesus, and we've got and and Boomerang, Captain Boomerang, of course. Oh yeah, God, yeah. Jai Courtney, God. So many people. Oh, and Harley Quinn. So I think I'm just looking at the new people. I think I've got my <laughs> list of just the new people. My God, there's going to be so many people in this. Oh, so many people. But all those people that you've just mentioned are featured in the other Suicide Squad piece of material. That's that, right. That I'll very non subtly segue onto, which is the. Kill the, Just- Kill the Justice League Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady Studios. Absolutely, absolutely. Which, great little story trailer that they produced for this one. I thought it was great. I mean, ultimately... I really liked it. Ultimately, we're getting that kind of same four-character dynamics that we also saw in the Gotham Knights trailer. Um, ironically, it's this one that's going to be the continuation of the Batman Arkham games, not the Gotham Knights one. I was very confused by this. Yeah, I was very yeah. confused by this because is the oh, right? Let's just, let, let's just let's just lump in the Gotham Knights with this little segment here. Let's not mm-hmm. give it too so much. So Gotham Knights is Montreal, but is it using the same engine and yeah, exactly gameplay the same style because? It looks like very similar traversal, and it looked yeah. like very similar combat and yeah. graphics so, and art so style. If you remem- so if you remember, the original Bat- Batman Arkham series, or trilogy, is the Rocksteady developed, which is uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. But also between Arkham City and Arkham Knight, you had 
uh, Arkham Origins, which was Montreal, yeah. and that had exactly the same engine, exactly the same. I mean, it was uh, almost in every single way identical. Uh, yeah. And so Gotham Knights, I believe, belongs to that Montreal universe, that Arkham Origins yeah. universe, whereas uh, Suicide Squad, as we're talking about now, uh, is more following directly on from that Rocksteady. A couple of exceptions, though. It seems we're probably in Montropo- uh, uh, Metropolis, and it seems that yeah. it's daytime for the first time ever in these games. I know, it's great. Now, I'm going to suggest something a little bit mm-hmm. controversial. Mm-hmm. I think they've gone... Your off naked and run outside. No, that would be too controversial. No, okay. I'm not. Too I'm not about that yeah. game. I'm not about that game. Yeah, not anymore. What I would suggest, yeah, not after the not incident, after the court case. No, yeah. no, no, absolutely. <laughs> I think they've gone too far. Oh, you think? I think they've gone too far. I think they're oversaturating us with Batman. <sighs> Everything's I... fucking Batman, and it's driving me up the wall. Everything is Batman. It's like, okay. oh, do you, know, yeah. do, you, do, you some, do you want some Superman stuff? No, Batman. Do you want some Wonder Woman stuff? No, 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 Batman. Batman, Batman, Batman. Just take mm. all the Batman stuff, consumers. And I'm, A lot of Harley oh, Quinn I'm stuff as well. I'm sick of it. I'm yeah. sick of it. Honestly, it's not that I don't like Batman, but they've made a million Batman games now. Give yeah. me an effing Superman game. But Superman's no more fun. I mean, it's like it's like it's the, there's a really good reason why I think we haven't had Justice League games, and I think it's because the mechanics that you design are in a game like that. I mean, like how you design. Yeah, but that's a game not for that us to imagine. Mechan- no, I know that's I know, not for us to about, imagine. But, but that's think, for them to imagine. But but think about it, mate. Think about it. Trying to fathom the mechanics of an Aquaman, a Flash, a Superman, a Batman, a Wonder Woman, uh, and and a Cyborg all in one game, like. That that that's a real difficult challenge. I'm not saying in have. one game. I'm not even saying Justice League. I'm saying Superman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just Superman. I, I, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I <sighs> because guaranteed, guaranteed that somebody makes a but, Superman game, people will buy it. People no, but, will but, buy but, that okay, shit. Okay, but, but but let me just throw this out there, right? But what would it look like? I mean, it ultimately wouldn't be an Arkham style. Like, what's the exactly ghost- good? Get, get, We've had fucking ghost- a million of them. No, we don't need right, more. Right, right. But, and they've announced two more in the same event. <laughs> okay, but ha- well, it's right. Do you know the reason why? Is because they're translatable games. They're translatable games to the platforms that we know and love. How do you? How do you possibly design a Superman game? Not my job. No, but it is. Think about it. what does that game look like. Okay, tell me what that game looks like to you. What does the product look like to you? What can you do in this game? Fly around. Right. So you can fly at faster than the speed of light. You can fly faster than a bullet. Great. Well, how do you right. just put that into a game? I mean, it's a game breaking element. No, it's a right. game breaking element. Instantly. I would argue. I would argue that the same can be said for Spider Man. No, you can swing. Spider-Man you can swing more. through the city with as much speed and ease than as Superman could. I mean, not really, it's, because obviously Superman no. can go super fucking fast. But all you That's need to do I'm is saying. power that down. All you all you need to do is power that down. But when you power it down, you're not delivering Superman. You're you're delivering a but man. Then that these can are fly. these are the lines. And again, that this is not this is not something that's for me to say. All I'm saying, all I'm humbly suggesting that maybe after 10 Batman games, we can have one, one, one Superman game. No, I, 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 I oh, think... you're just happy for them to just milk the Batman till well, the I end think... of time. 
Well, I, I do. It's I think boring. It's a better, I think there's a better Rose Gallery. And I think, to be honest, mate, the data speaks for itself. There's a reason why these games are big selling games. And there's a reason why the Superman games have flopped every time. There's a reason why. It's because there, the, you can't capture the character in nearly the same quantifiable way that you can with the Batman character and the characters that spawn off. I mean, obviously, Gotham Knights, we've got Nightwing, we've got Red, we've got Red Hood, we've got um, Robin, and, and we've got Batgirl. You know, characters that are new, new stories, new environments, new t- stories to tell. Oh, but it's all the same shit. Like, literally, when I was watching Art... What was it? Arc... It's not Gotham Arkham Knights. Knights. Gotham, Gotham Knights. Knights. See, same difference. I don't even care. I don't even care. Gotham Knights, Arkham Knights, the same thing. And I was watching this and I was going, oh, the graphics are better. Yeah, and, I mean, it's designed for next And I don't care. I don't care. It's the same so, shit. So you're not going to buy this care. game? No, I'm not going to buy this game. I'm just going to... Really? No do, you know, no, do you know what I will do? Instead of buying this game, I will play Arkham Asylum again because that game is fucking great it's a great I, game and i will play that game and i will play uh was it gotham arkham city yeah yeah whatever the second one is but, but, because but those games... two are legendary games and everything else after that is the same it's but, just but, the same but you're excited about the avengers game that's the same as what these two get i mean arc gotham knights will be in terms of functionality so in terms of that co-op that you talked about where we both sit on the couch together that's what gotham knights will be designed to be yeah so why do you want to sit and play avengers which will have the exact same mechanics as gotham knights that interoperability avengers has hulk (laughs) it's down to the characters is it yeah, of course it's down to the characters. Why else? Would, why, why, why else? But you've never. You but we've not had a chance to play as Red Hood, and he's cool. He's got guns. Is he? He's more like, oh, he's yeah. he's he's C list at best. He's oh, C list at best. It's a it's a bit of uh, Todd. Um, yeah, his character's name. Todd exactly. C-list. Nobody cares. Well, he, well, it's a controversy. Is that he is the Arkham Knight? Obviously, um, it's Jason Todd. Of course, Jason Todd uh, is the Red Red Hood. Uh, before we go any further talking of batman i think we've talked a little bit about the games i'm personally really excited about these games i can't wait for them i'm a huge fan of them uh and they're gonna sell a lot they're are you gonna, gonna money are, are you gonna get both of them and then forget which one you're playing because they're both the same the, no the, i i think these games will be so different i think these games will be so different okay uh, they, they they just will the tonally they will be i think maybe the mechanics will be but it's it's a i mean the, the batman combat mechanics the stealth mechanics it's just a pleasure to play it's a pleasure to play like they really are they just they 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 make sense they feel weighted the balance is right they 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 have a winning formula and i i'm a huge fan of that i'm a huge fan of the characters uh and on the characters let's move on to uh another movie trailer the batman trailer (gasps) wait more batman Oh, but man alive. I know, I'm, I am I'm, I am actually excited for this one. I would go as far to say that, that was one of the best trailers I think I've ever seen for a superhero yeah. movie. Potentially one of the best trailers I've seen in a long... I mean, that was up but, there and with I, the I Logan only, trailer. Yeah, and I, I will only say this once because I won't linger on this because genuinely I am excited for this because it looks like a great trailer and actually I've got a lot of time for Robert Pattinson. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had to really force or myself to say Robert Pattinson like... and not his other name. But yeah. he looked uh, like um, a little bit like Edward Scissorhands in the end. That last shot, kind didn't of. He, with the, yeah, he, yeah, yeah kind that? of. I thought it but was what, really cool that shot. Yeah, but what what I was gonna say was it, it's kind of an extension of my little rant about these video games. Is that th- this again? No matter how good it is, is still more more Batman. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I do know like, what, more, I, I, more I agree Batman. With it. Yeah, and there is a saturation context. point. Yeah, there is, and if we've not reached it, we're bloody close. Yeah, I um, I agree with that point. More aligned to this, I think the char- it's going to be character driven. This story, and I think that that's yeah. where they lean on heavily on this. We obviously talked about Robert Robert Pattinson. I think he looks. I think he looks great. I I really like that look of him at the end. That him with the eyeliner. God, that I was like, that's fucking cool. Like with that yeah. dirty, great muscle cars, the Batmobile. Like this is oh, yeah. year two of being Batman. Yeah, um, and I'm all for that, and I'm all for that, and it looks like it's going to be very Riddler sense which isn't uh which we've not seen since jim carrey right that's exactly on screen one we know so we got him hugely very successful in the arkham games uh which as as i thought yeah but silver screen mate silver screen silver screen no no you're right so uh i think there's gonna be a lot more villains in this than we think obviously we've got the confirmed falcone i forget the actor's name is playing that we have colin farrell who looked almost unrecognizable as the penguin did you see him did you recognize him no, I'm going to have to go back and watch Yeah, that. so that's him in the car who goes, whoa, what this guy, you know? And, you know, that oh, kind of old, that balded, that balding man, that's him. That's Colin Farrell. Um, oh. I, th- I think, I think that is him. I could be wrong. Uh, and obviously, the, quite frankly, masterful Paul Dano. What a mm-hmm. masterful piece of casting as him as the Riddler. That, what is the price of your blind eye? That, that ominous voice that is so clearly the riddler however i've read somewhere that there is another surprise villain hidden throughout this and obviously we had zoe kravitz's Catwoman, which i'm also yep. super excited to see i think there's a really cool fight sequence we'll see between those two um which can we tease that i think there's a hidden villain in this and i've heard some speculations as to who we think the hidden villain might be where actually maybe paul dano either isn't the riddler or he uh the riddler is um, I guess working with another villain because obviously the Batman films multiple multiple villains def- tend to appear on the screen. Yeah, I think we could see the 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 first on screen inclusion, and this is a wild out of left field. But if I get this right, I'm gonna do a naked lap of the of, of Hyde Park. But I Amazing. think hold me to it. I think we could see the first ever uh, inclusion of Anarchy. Anarchy is an incredible villain. Uh, from the Batman Rogues Gallery, who basically is a young activist, a guy, an activist in his mid twenties, who is basically against. Uh, he, he's he's imagine the most lefty leftist guy in the world to a fault, where he wants to blow up government buildings and stuff because he's right. so done with the bureaucracy and the, the the chemicals and and the and the the global pollution in the morning. Like that's his agenda. Okay. I think we might see something along those sort of Interesting. lines. Yeah. I've got another little like way off left field kind of like idea. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this trailer and I was just asking myself the question, mm-hmm. could Joaquin Phoenix yeah, exist yeah. in this in exist in this world? Uh, maybe. 
Maybe, yeah. I mean, Maybe. there's no indication that there's it's a kind of superheroed version. I, I, you, you and I are obviously not the first people to have this conversation, and I definitely people who have the power to make that happen have had that conversation. Yeah, I can't imagine that that conversation hasn't been had by the the, the you know by Warner Brother and by DC. I can, I, I can only imagine hundred percent. But we 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 won't know about it until no. 100% we won't know about it until this movie one makes a truckload of money and mm. is critically acclaimed as soon as mm. those two things happen the next thing to come down the pipeline will be meshing it together will be you know what would be your thoughts what would be your thoughts on that rolling. happening well i mean it brings us on to a couple of other properties which we should really get we should really start getting yeah, through this because we're, we're lingering yeah. a bit it brings us on to the flash movie mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. they're saying is going to feature various different versions of various different characters including yet another batman would you believe it yeah michael is it, is keaton it, oh, michael himself keaton, yeah. is going mm-hmm. to be featuring this movie and what that does is it opens the door for them to say every DC property ever made exists in the one timeline. Yeah. No, or not the one timeline, but they're basically making the DC multiverse. And so they're saying it's all true. And so they're saying it's all true. So uh, so this Flash could Flashpoint himself or however the fuck his powers work. I don't know and I don't care. Mm-hmm. But he could insert himself into Christopher Nolan's trilogy. He could insert him, he could he could insert himself into Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. He could insert himself mm. into Batnip's Clooney. Like it, and it's all and it's all and it's all gospel. That's basically what they're saying. But not the Nolan one, surely. Why not? not it's owned not by Todd. WB. It's owned yeah. by WB. No, but I think that one was funded by Syncope. Um, I think Syncope, there's there's the sort of IP. I mean, yeah, I mean, but what you're talking about is intellectual property, and you know that you, is WB. But how would you? I mean, you wouldn't get Christian Bale back. No, no, no. You the point is, get... they never would. They they never would because even they're not stupid enough to, to fuck to with do, the Nolans. Yeah, yeah. But they're making the statement that they could, and yeah. that okay. they're, they're, well, that's, that's they're, fair. they're letting us make the assumption. Mm that that universe is there in the multiverse even if they're not mm. going to touch it power which play. i'm fine Total with power play. i'm yeah, which no, i'm I, fine with i think dc are really really leaning on that i mean some would say it's desperation in terms of the whole marvel thing some would say it's uh, cleverly characterized it is, des- it is desperation <laughs> and it's also going toe to toe with marvel doing the exact same bloody thing with yeah. doctor strange yeah, um dipping dipping his toes into multiverse stuff so it's going to be mm. very very interesting to see who does it better in yeah. this instance okay very quickly wrap us up i mean we've i i we want to talk about wonder woman 84 i think we save wonder woman for when we do wonder woman the movie yeah let's say let's, that let's, let's do that. that because i think there's some really interesting points to take away we we maybe may even get a second trailer by the time we get around to i mean probably unlikely uh yeah Five minutes, mate. Snyder cut. Go for it. <laughs> Unfortunately, mate, you're not that lucky. We still have Black Adam. We uh, still have the we still have the Rocks movie. It's fine. There was a I cartoon am, trailer. Am, that, that's, am, that's all. It, it was is. a cartoon. Th- I have nothing for that. I'll be honest. Like I never saw Shazam. I. Uh, well, you will. I need to get around. I oh, know. I will. I know. I will. Um. 
I can't talk huge amount about it. I'll be honest. Neither can I. All I will say is I love The Rock. I think he's great. I love Dwayne Johnson. I think I think he's I think he's great. I think he doesn't take himself too seriously. Mm. I think, but I think he throws himself a hundred and ten percent into every single thing that he does. Even oh, that's though, a really fun observation. E- yeah. Even though every single thing that he does is being the Rock in various incarnations, and I love the fact that he owns it, and I think yeah. it elevates. Every, I think he elevates every movie that he that he's in. And for that reason, other than anything else, I'm excited for Black Adam. And that's where I would leave that. He's got a lot of bloody money. He does highest have a lot of bloody money. Star of, highest grossing star of this year, last year? Definitely last uh, he's, year. He's the new Arnie, 100%. He, he really is, isn't he? Yeah, he he's is. He's the new Arnie, 100%. Right. Snyder Cut. Mm. Thank fuck this is happening. Honestly. Really? I didn't yeah. think it would. I didn't think it would happen. I thought it was, I really did think it was just people whining on the internet for something that could never happen, but fuck me, right? Mm. And obviously we talked about the implications of what that means, but let, let's not yeah. let's not get bogged down into who's going to get next and who killed who and us. Let's talk about what we saw on the screen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which very telling was nothing that was in the Justice League the justice league and before we before we go on though further sorry just we obviously will talk about the music that's used in both the trailers or a it lot of these trailers yeah now before we get on to the the um leonard cohen obviously Halloween, just just wanted to say sorry back to the batman i know you're batman fatigued Aye. um i did say that that was probably one of the best trailers i've seen of all time and that was obviously down to the fact that we had the wonderful nirvana something in your way being yeah. used man alive when that song kicked in on that trailer Oh, I got goosebumps. That dark acoustic guitar and then Kurt, Kurt Cobain's voice. I just thought that was so good. Yeah. Um, and then obviously we had music in the Justice League trailer. When it first started, I was a bit like, oh, this doesn't really work. And then by the end of the trailer, I was like, oh, no, that's really fucking cool. Really effective yeah. for that trailer. Yeah. I mean, I had an interesting thought about its use in the trailer. And I don't actually think it's got anything to do with the material on screen. Mm. I actually think it's actually it's more about Zack Snyder himself. Yeah, just saying hallelujah is happening. Yeah, that, but like also some of the other some of the other lyrics in it. Uh you, but you don't really care for music, do you? Yeah. WB. Yeah. yeah. You fuckers. Well, like, there there's a, there's quite <laughs> a few. I, you're not the first person to pick up on the I guess the subtleties of the lyrics in that song and how they kind of apply to what, you know, the situation yeah. that we're in. Uh, no, I loved it. Really, really pumped for this. We're obviously yeah. seeing a lot more story notes from this. Uh, four hours long, though, mate. Oh, yes. Rubbing my hands with glee. Mm. I love now, me a four-hour movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, I really want to know if this is going to be something that's going to be designed to be watched in one, four one hours or if it's going to be designed to be watched in a four-hour stint. I suspect they will design it to be four one hours, right. i.e., it will finish at neat little uh, cliff cliffhangers. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you why I don't think that's the case. Okay. Because this movie was all is already finished. This isn't a movie that they're getting the 
actors, as far as I'm aware, to come in and film extra scenes for. No, I because it's are, all finished. Right. Everything, everything was already storyboarded, and mm. beat out like mm. pace for pace, mm. as it were. I th- I suspect there might be a halfway point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. but I don't think the quartering it up will be quite as neat and tidy as you might want it to be. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair point you make. Uh, I guess I will wait to read the non-spoiler reviews for that. I think see what's said when it does come out because I think we'll get it last. I, well, it's going to have international distribution. I mean, no matter yeah, they where, made a big what, point of that. They, they did a really have make a big point, big point of that. So, I, I mean, I I'm really excited for this project to the extent that I don't know if I would read any reviews or anything that might spoil it for me at all. I really mm. want to experience this because, you know, we've talked about uh, the Snyder Cut before. I think last time we talked about it, I was less than keen on the idea because of the implications of fans demanding things but mm. now that it's happening and we've got a trailer i am fascinated by how different two versions of the same movie can be mm. it, what a world I, we live in no honestly i think it's really it's, it's a lot to get your teeth stuck into and yeah. i'm 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 so looking forward to it i'm gonna relish yeah. in it it's gonna be great I think that's a show mate i think oh, we've God. done everything yeah, i mean we we quickly cantered through that dc fandom obviously apologize you've obviously seen it's a slightly longer episode because there was a lot to talk about uh, there was yeah alex and i've talked about it in great depth and we will probably continue to talk about it in great depth quite a lot i mean this was on the pace of that massive marvel drop that we got i think it was last year yeah. where they kind of went you're going to be getting this film then this film this film this film. i mean it's it's coming to a these events are getting bigger they're not going away uh yeah. I was thoroughly impressed with what DC released. Um, and I've kind of overnight turned it back into a DC fanboy. Um, goodbye, Marvel. He never Is left. Is that right? <laughs> Is that, yeah. Goodbye, Marvel. Yeah, until, yeah. you know, they knock it out of the park again. Of course, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the ball's in their court, for, court firmly, isn't oh, it? Oh, really? Soldier, oh, yeah, yeah, Winter yeah, yeah, Soldier yeah. and Falcon. I mean, and I reckon there's some some Kevin uh, Feige. Kevin Feige is sitting in his throne, rubbing his hands, going, challenge accepted. Exactly, exactly. You, there's probably a... They should have done that at the end of... They should have done that at the end of DC fandom, just showing a, a post credit sequence of Kevin Feige opening his chalice case and pulling out a sort of gauntlet-looking thing and going, oh, I'll do it myself. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> little little uh, reference there for those that, those nerds yeah. that might have gotten that one there. Alex, what do they have to do next? Got to get yourself onto the Apple Podcast app and everything I'm about to describe, you can actually do in app yourself if you can believe it. I know, it's mad. But you can leave us a five-star review. You can also leave less than those stars just for full clarity, but we'd appreciate five. Well, so no, no. So I actually was, I was speaking to the man. I was speaking to Mr. Apple Podcast. Ah, right. Um, I know I've had a, had a word with him um and basically it turns out that you it's five stars or nothing ah okay well i stand corrected in which case five stars or nothing five stars or nothing five stars well actually he also kind of went well looking to be honest nothing isn't really an option either either so 
uh, I think it's just five stars that you do. Um, in fact, let me Absolutely. just read the email. Absolutely. It, it I'll, I'll, I'll leave email. it up to your imagination. He listeners. did say that it was, he did say it was on the app. I mean, it was for free for you. Yeah. yeah. But I'll leave it up to your imagination listeners. What happens if you don't leave a five star? You're going to do that naked run in Hyde Park, aren't you? Uh, I'm not, again, I'm just not, not going to say. No, I'm not going to say. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it hanging. Leave it hanging there. Like, but, 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 if you, but if you would. But if you would. Yeah, absolutely. The other thing you could do is you can leave us a cheeky little review. Or if you don't really want to review, if you're not a critic, you Slap may in between tell your us. Thighs. Mm-hmm. You can... <laughs> You can tell us your favorite movie or you can tell us your favorite movie score because we love to hear everyone's opinions that are out there. You can also write into the show uh, because we have an email. What's the email address, Callum? That's right. You can grab us on motionspod at gmail.com. Now, next week, we're moving away from Batman and DC. You'll be happy to to, to to know, Alex, listeners. Uh, We're back to a very, very firm fan request. We had a, a couple of emails emails coming for this one people who are a big fan it was ultimately from the the back of Shaun of the dead and the cornetta trilogy we're moving on to the original flavor you're looking at me confused what what are you confused at we're going to the cinema are we yeah i <gasps> thought we were going to the cinema and then oh, returning oh my oh, dude. bloody mistake okay well dude. it looks like we're disappointing the fans so it looks like we're waiting an extra week before we do hot fuzz we're doing tenay aren't we yeah we are doing a tenay Tine. That's tine, how you say tine. it, right? That's it. Of course, we're going tine, to cinema. Tine. 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 Mixed reviews, I've heard. I'm not reading any. Well, I've not read them, but I've read that title because that's obviously what it's clickbait, and people want to read that. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll make my own bloody it. mind up. All I know is I still want to watch it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So yeah, no, I think next week will be Tanae. Um, yeah, well, we're committed so we'll to do... it on the podcast, which means we have to make it happen this week. And that is yeah, good and it, for me. And it will be a spoiler review, uh, mainly because we are not skilled enough to talk about it with a non-spoiler angle. I guess we'll maybe no. start with non-spoilers and then move into spoilers. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mainly spoilers. Exactly. Yeah. So make sure you see it before you listen. Yeah. Uh, but after right that, off the bat, I'm just going to say the big spoiler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then after that, hot fuzz, uh, and then we've got a really difficult one. God, we've got the next three weeks planned out, and I know what week three is looking like. Mm-hmm. It gives me shivers to think about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Was that a Jaws impersonation? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> it's not Jaws. It's not Jaws. <laughs> no. Oh, but the... speaking of which, I watched the Meg last night. Did you? What Jason Statham? That's a bag of dicks. <laughs> I think maybe bring that to moving forward next week. Oh my week. days! Oh, my oh and I got a really fun TV show. I, to talk no, no, no. About. A couple, a couple of days, a couple of days after you said, "Oh, it's been so long since I've just sat down and watched a watched a movie start to finish." Cut to two days later. Yeah. So I watched the Meg last night. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually did watch it in two. I did watch it in two segments, oh, like okay, a shark okay, had fine. bitten it in half. Oh, amazing! I tell you what, it was a it was a riveting first couple of minutes when I had to rem- when I watched part two and had to do a previously on the Meg in my head. Oh my days! <laughs> terrible. Previously on the Meg. Oh yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Right. Let's kill this one, mate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Thank you very much for listening, uh, everybody. I was going to say, ladies and gentlemen. I thought it sounded a bit formal, didn't it? Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. All right, right, guys. Speak to you next week. Bye now. Ta ta.